What's up? What's up? This is your boy, Josh Williams. This is the Hill Turn Podcast, where we be changing the business, we be changing the world. Shout out to my nigga, Kenny Omega. And today, we are back from hiatus. Hi, haters. To give you guys some rumors since I've been gone, and to go over the WWE Super Show, which is going to be held at Melbourne, Australia, at the McG Center at 5 o'clock tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, October 5th. You can watch it on pay-per-view, or if you have the WWE Network like myself, you can watch it at 5 o'clock in the morning, or if you're going to do what I'm going to do, it's going to be on four hours anyway, so I'm just going to get on at 9 o'clock and watch that bitch until 1, or 12, or however. I'm not a math guy, 10, 11, 12, 1. Ha! I was right off the hand. But, and that's simple math, people. I put words together, not numbers. But that's what I'm going to do. I'm not telling any other wrestling fan how to watch their wrestling or consume their wrestling. I just know my ass ain't getting up at no fucking 5 o'clock in the morning to watch no wrestling. Y'all got me with the fucking... When they had the Beast in the East when Brock went back to Japan. Y'all got me with that, man. I, I, I stayed up for that. But this time, I woke up for that early. I went to sleep early. Woke up early. So, this time... Nah, ah, fam. Or I might watch it with my brothers tomorrow morning. I don't know. But, right now, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into these rumors so we can break down the card. And I can get y'all on y'all way and y'all can do whatever you want to do on this nice day. Or weekend, whenever you listen to this, I hope you're listening to it tonight, so you you can go into Super Showdown better prepared. But if you listen to this before you watch the Super Showdown, hey man, do what you do. But let's go ahead and get to these rumors. First, WWE has signed the 29-year-old former Knockouts champion Mia Yim. There has been speculation WWE has signed the two-time May Young Classic competitor last week. But a video over the last couple of weeks featuring her at the Performance Center confirmed, uh, confirmed it. Excuse me. From 2013 to 2017, she appeared on Impact Wrestling and along with Marty Bell were the faction of the dollhouse and she won the knockouts championship on March 17, 2016. Um, she was known as Jade in Impact Wrestling. She had a lot of battles with, um, what's my girl name? She was with the Abyss and the Crazy Steve. And I can't think of her name right now. She was friends with Allie. had to face paint. Anyway, the girl um, from Lucha Underground fucked her up. Um, damn, what's her name? Anyway, I'm just going to keep going for because I can't think of her name right now. Watch later on during the podcast. I can think of her name and I thought of her name before I wrote this down, but thought I was going to remember, but I'm getting older. But uh, me and Yim, Jade, whatever you want to call her, she is a great wrestler worked on a promo skills Um, I liked her when she was at TNA I didn't think nothing was wrong with the way that she was 
I thought she was, and not trying to say it like this, and God knows I'm not trying to sound like misogynist or anything like that, but the first time I saw her, I thought she was a beautiful woman. Built right, and not trying to sound sleazy, but like, she's built like a woman's wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Like, in today's, today, like, muscles, beautiful face, beautiful eyes, charisma oozing out of herself, fucking just superstar all over her. Like, she's just a, a, a present. She's fucking gorgeous to me. Anyway, I'm gonna stop fanboying, but she isn't just a fucking pretty face. She can go. She can talk. Anything that you need her to do, she can do it. And I'm glad that she's getting her opportunity to sign with WWE. It kind of broke my heart last year when she uh, was in the Mae Young uh, Classic and she didn't get a deal. So to see that uh, they ended up giving her a deal and she's probably going to go to NXT most likely. So if she's working at the PC Center. Um, I, I don't think she's... I don't think she's going straight to the main roster. And that's not a knock against her. I think her skills are so good that she can go to NXT and stand out with... Um, uh, um, Bianca Belair or... Uh, Candice LeRae or Shayna Baszler or any female that you think is is a star in NXT and Kyrie Sane, Sane excuse me NXT Women's Champion any woman that you think is a star there I, I guarantee you and I will put my money on that Mia Yim Jade I keep on want to call her Jade whatever um, she can wrestle her fucking ass off, and I will put money on that girl because she is a great wrestler. She was the focal point of a sinking of a division in a sinking ship, and carried that shit. Um, Gail Kim was on her way out. Not saying that she was declining in her wrestling skills by no means, but the writing was on the wall. Everybody knew what the fuck was going on. Everybody knew that Gail Kim was retiring and leaving. She 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 gave her, and this is not a knock on Gail Kim either because she was with WWE, but she gave her better years to TNA. Some people are built for WWE and some people are built for TNA. Not saying it because, uh, of course, one has a larger, broad uh, audience compared to the other, but I say the impact that she had no pun intended, at TNA Impact, she had a a presence like an Undertaker-esque. She is the Undertakers of the, of the women's division in TNA or Impact Wrestling. She was that locker room leader. She was that one that led by example. Not saying that you didn't have girls in there like a Madison Rain or anybody else that you can think of at that time. But 
Gail Kim was just head and shoulders above the rest. And this is not a knock against any of the girls that was at uh, TNA. Uh, Victoria, don't fucking shoot me because I said that. But at the end of the day, I'm calling the spade a spade. Gail Kim was a great... She was a cornerstone, like I said. She was a cornerstone. But around the town of Jade and the Jades and the Alleys and the, um, what's my girl name? She's in the fucking, um, she's in the damn, um, Mae Young Classic too. Sienna. Uh, the Siennas was coming in, uh, the Marty Bells, everybody that was coming in at that time, there was, there was, it was basically a fight for that baton. And for a little bit, Jade was the one that it seems like they were going to model the division after, but who knows what, what, what went down and what happened and anything like that but congratulations to Mia Yim formerly known as Jade and I would like to see you do great things in NXT or WWE or anywhere that you land within the WWE umbrella it's not like you can go to 205 Live right but um, I respect your skill set and I'm expecting big things from you because you are this woman not trying to say it like that if I'm not mistaken she was in the top 10 or 20 of women's wrestling when she was had her uh, run at um, uh, Impact Wrestling so she ain't Swiss cheese bruh she ain't barbecue chicken she ain't an easy easy win an easy target my guy so Shout out to Mia Yim, formerly known as Jade. Congratulations on your signing. Next, over the couple of weeks that we've been on hiatus, hiatus, Matt Riddle, the new signee for NXT, debuts in Sanford, Florida. And he wrestled against Fabian Inchner. So basically, uh, he said that he wore his girlfriend's shorts in his first match. And there was a lot of questioning if he was going to wrestle barefoot. Guess what? He wrestled barefoot. The King of Bros! Russell barefoot. I dug it. I like it. I like Matt Riddle in the WWE. Um, he's actually an actual MMA guy. and They're actually pushing him like a fucking actual MMA guy. Uh, that's because when I see Brock, I'm like, okay, you're supposed to be an MMA guy. You got MMA shorts on, but you're not rocking into an MMA. Excuse me. An MMA octagon with fucking boots on. I don't know. But Matt Riddle made his debut. The King of Bros. Broed him to death. So, Matt Riddle, we would like to say. Congratulations from the Heel Turn Podcast on making your NXT debut successfully, coming out unscathed, uninjured, and making it to the next town. So, Matt Riddle, congratulations on your NXT debut, and I'm expecting great things from you as I've seen you do with Progress Wrestling.
to me, in my opinion, Matt Riddle doesn't really get enough credit for what he did over there at Progress Wrestling. But that's another note. He may be with the, 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 the wrestlers and the owners, but among us common fans, I don't think Matt Riddle gets enough praise for what he did for Evolve, the guys that Evolve, but mainly Progress. But hey. Next, we got some juicy news. Over the last couple of weeks, well, basically in the last year, there's been a common thread in New Japan Pro Wrestling's factions. And New Japan Pro Wrestling factions play a big key. The factions are almost set up like MMA fight camps, like Americans Top Team or any other MMA team that you can think of. Or like a, a Mayweather, a Mayweather or a McGregor camp. So basically, Bullet Club is basically like a fighting, uh, a fight team. You got Chaos, you got Los Ignobles de Japón, you got uh, uh, Taguchi, something Taguchi. Um. A lot of fucking factions in New Japan Pro Wrestling, but like I said, chaos. Like I said, the factions in New Japan Pro Wrestling are to what fighting teams are in MMA and boxing. So, but we have some saucy news. But this year, if you noticed, everybody's having beef within uh, their factions. You got Bullet Club. The only ones is really not. I mean, the major um, is LIJ and maybe Suzuki Gone. But outside of them, we have a new faction civil war. The main event at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Destruction and Kobe between Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada with Tanahashi's G128 contract on the line. Tanahashi hit three hi-fi flows, and he retained his briefcase after that, and denied the Rainmaker of the Wrestle Kingdom main event for the first time in five years. After that, Switchblade J. Wright came out and hit the ace and the blade runner. Mm, excuse me, sorry. Hit the ace with the blade runner. Yoshihashi tried to make the save and failed. Then Jay White went out and trash talked Chaos stablemate Rocky Romero and took his chair and headed to the ring. And then Ghetto came out. Ghetto is also. Okada's manager handler Paul Heyman S guy over there. After that, he took the chair from Jay White, took the ring, and guess what happened? Ghetto hit Kazuchika Okada in the back with the steel chair. So basically, ladies and gentlemen, 
Chaos is in trouble. Chaos has a little bit of things they need to figure out that they need to work out. And especially Okada. So, it looks like the Switchblade Jay White and Hiroshi Tanahashi will be fighting soon for that briefcase. So, who knows? Um, I think it'll be a good match. Uh, Jay White is a better wrestler than what most people give him credit for. So, yeah, man, let's let's see what the kid got. I think he got enough. I don't think um, he's been a young boy forever. Been with the company forever. So, yeah, man, let's see what he got. I think he got a lot. So, yeah, let's rock it. And a 10-man, next in other news, excuse me, a 10-man tag team match was set up and has been announced for the upcoming Rock and Wrestler Rager at Sea that is hosted by Chris Jericho. It is being billed as Impact Wrestling versus Bullet Club. The team of Johnny Impact, LAX, Brian uh, Brian Cage, excuse me, and Sammy Callahan will be going against Cody Rhodes. The Young Bucks, Marty Scroll, and that's it. I was about to say some extra shit. Hello, Cody Rhodes, The Young Bucks, Marty Scroll, Adam Page. Yeah, excuse me, I'm sorry. Yeah, that will be going on the line. And it's already been a little bit of friction between the teams going on on Twitter. So I would love to see that match. Ah, Chris Jericho, you got to make it happen, bro. You got to make it happen with Twitch or something. Uh, I don't know how you guys are going to record it. You're not going to be able to record it because it's going to be at sea. But um, I would love to fucking see it. It's going down this month. Um, So you guys are fucked up if you didn't get your your cabins. Um, You can go to ChrisJericho.com or wherever you can go to. Look it up on Google, whatever you can do. Go try to find it out. I think that match will be a great match. Bullet Club versus the stars of Impact Wrestling. Basically, Ring of Honor. But the the theme of the, the cruise is Ring of Honor versus Impact Wrestling. So, what other better way to have the best of Ring of Honor, so to speak, going against the best of Impact? And it's Bullet Club going against and in other news WWE Hall of Fame Alita spoke with Gary Stonehouse of Sunsport to discuss WWE Evolution the all women's pay-per-view and the growth of the women's division She spoke very highly of the EST, Bianca Belair, newly wed to one of the guys out of um, the NXT tag team. I can't think of their name right now. God knows I got a shortage of, shortage of Street Profits, the Street Profits, one of the Street Profits. I think it's Montez Ford, but she's a newlywed, so congratulations to her. 
Lita feels Bianca has the intangibles that will no doubtably, excuse me, undoubtedly shoot her to superstardom. So, Bianca Belair has been getting a lot of praise lately. Um, basically, Charlotte uh, Flair called her a stud of a wrestler. She is another woman not trying to say anything sexual or come off sleazy or anything like that. Um, that just has it like the perfect body. Like you could tell she might not never eat a fucking carb or she has a cheat day, but when she has her cheat day, she's going in her and her hubby going in hard the next day at fucking, um, when they work out, um, she has abs better than most men. I sound like her manager. Like, her abs is like washboard. Like, go get her some clothes. If you if the washing machine gets messed up, we can wash her clothes on her abs. She has it. She has the perfect gimmick. She uses her hair as a weapon. That lets me know that she was a Mortal Kombat fan and she was a gamer when she was growing up. The girl just has it. Sometimes you can just look at a chick or you can look at a guy when they get into a ring and they just exude it. They have it. They have the star quality. Bianca Belair will be. I guarantee you if not by the end of this year, and when I mean year, I mean April, because in the WWE, a year is from April of this the this year to the April of next year. That's their season, basically. They basically re- they they basically start from April to April. So, I guarantee you, by WrestleMania, the end of this year the WWE calendar year Bianca Belair will be competing for the NXT Women's Championship and if not they don't know what the fuck they have Kari Sane is cool Shayna Baszler is cool the chick that dresses up like um uh, Rosie, uh, fix it, Rosie, or whatever it is from the uh, World War II or whatever it is. She's straight. Candice LeRae, she's legendary. But Bianca Belair, she could be the greatest women's wrestler of all time. If pushed and 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 booked properly, but you know, I'm I'm having an epiphany right now, and I don't want to go on this tangent right now, but it just it just hit me in the face like <laughs> it hit it, it hit me in the face like. Like a a a a a a Juice Robinson palm strike. 
You know why WWE's writing is so shitty to adults? And why maybe in the Attitude Era it wasn't shitty to adults? The writers was writing for that fucking market. 18 to 35. They they didn't give a fuck about 17 to, 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 to 5. They knew kids watched it, but so what? We market this for men. We're trying to market the, the blue collar guy who just won't, uh, that watches wrestling, that just wants to watch wrestling, drink his beer, and, 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 and watch his wrestling, watch his Monday Night Raw. Now, WWE is marketed towards kids. So that's maybe why I feel like, or some of my friends that watch wrestling that we chat about, um, that may be why we feel like wrestling or WWE's writing is so shitty in New Japan Pro Wrestling's it's so great because they have unlimited limitations over there. Or uh, unlimited, no limitations, excuse me. Like, they're trying to clean it up a little bit over there in New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're trying to cut down on the cursing, but Tama Tonga don't give a fuck. Tonga Loa don't give a fuck. So I just want to go on that little tangent. I, ain't, I mean, I ain't want to go on it that long, but um, hey, it is what it is. Next in the, uh, the room is Triple H took to Twitter earlier today to reveal the anticipated attendance for the Super Showdown. He spoke to the Melbourne, Austria Hound newspaper, Herald Sun News, regarding the expected number of attendants. And they approximately came in with a staggering 65 plus thousand. 65,000 plus, excuse me. That's a lot of fucking people. And I don't even think that's like, that may be under, I'm going, they're going 65. I'll say they might have 75 to 80. And that's real rap. 75 to 80,000. But you got to think about it. This the, the 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 place that they're having it and this is going to segue. So I'm not I'm just going to go straight into the WWE Super Showdown card. But um the way that they're having it is outside, but it's inside, but it's outside, but it's inside. So it's like uh, um, how they had the, 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 the WrestleMania 30 at um, at fucking um, Levi Stadium I think 31, 31 of those at an open like an open field so that sound is going to be nuts 
that sound is gonna go crazy. Imagine the pop for the shield. Oh my god. So, like I said, without further ado, I might as well do what I do and just go ahead and hop into the car for the WWE Super Showdown in Australia. I'm going in no particular order, as always, and I'm going to give you guys my picks, my predictions for the WWE. I'm having like a Randy Savage freakout-esque type show, but yeah. Mmm, the danger zone. Yeah, you're in the danger zone. You gotta keep it moving. Yeah. Um, first match for the WWE title. Yeah. No countouts. No disqualification. Yeah, the Macho Man said so. I've been working on my Macho Code. Basically, the WWE title match, no countouts, no disqualifications. Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. This, I am tired of this fucking feud. I am ready for this feud to end. AJ Styles is the um, WWE 2K19 cover boy, right? So, if they want to sell, 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 right? They are going to keep AJ with the title, right? That's what you think. So I'm going with the latter. They might try to pull a swerve on us. So I'm going with Samoa Joe for the WWE champion. He's going to win it. I got Samoa Joe. For the SmackDown Women's Title Match, we have the champion, Becky Lynch, going against Charlotte Flair. I have Becky Lynch winning and making her tap out again. I like the way that Becky is being booked. But the bad thing about it is you're trying to get her over as a heel. And guess what? This is a side of Becky that we've been wanting so long that the shit that she's doing, we're cheering it because it's coming from an organic place. It's natural. We've been wanting to see this mean side of her for the longest. She has been looked over. She has been. We've been looking for Becky. Y'all made it to where we couldn't find Becky. We've been looking for Becky. We just couldn't find her because y'all kept on booking her as Charlotte's fucking pet. So why, why in the fuck wouldn't we cheer her winning the championship? She hasn't fucking sniffed the championship since she lost it to Alexa Bliss. And that fucking feud was over. Think about that shit. And think about how many fucking times Alexa Bliss has won both championships from there and uh, Raw. Excuse me. Not to try to 
make Becky Lynch's light seem bigger to throw shade. But what the fuck I'm saying is that is some dumb shit. For you to expect us after y'all shitted on this girl and we seen it and we've been vocal about it. Becky Lynch was still getting pops pops without a fucking championship that she was getting as a champion. Becky Lynch was the best fucking promo girl or guy. You limited her mic skills. Took away the mic from her. Quote unquote, one of the writers, one of the producers thought that her fucking accent was going to hinder her. Thought we were going to get bored. That's why they got Lana having a Russian-American accent. We don't give a fuck about the accent. We just want to believe. Can you make that mark? Believe in a 15-minute promo that you are the badass that you claim that you are. And then after those 10-minute promos to build up the match, you have to go into the ring and back that shit up. Granted, we know predetermined, but You niggas say that you listen to the fans. We've been cheering this girl for fucking years now. And now y'all want to creatively make her a fucking hill. And I'm doing air quotation marks when I'm doing it. Nah, we like it. She's a face. We tired of seeing Charlotte get opportunity after opportunity. No disrespect to Charlotte because Charlotte is in my top five women's wrestlers right now. Becky Lynch is above her. Bailey is above her. Hell, Natalia is above her. I'm bullshitting. Bianca Blair is well above Charlotte. I can't wait to see Bianca and Charlotte go at it, so that will be a great match, but man, look, I'm going Becky. I said all that shit just to say I'm going Becky, but I'm going Becky, man. Becky with the good her. Next, we have hometown boy, Buddy Murphy, going against the champion, Cedric Alexander, for the WWE 205 Live Cruiserweight I got Buddy Live when uh, Buddy Live. I'm about to say Buddy Love. Excuse me. I got Buddy Murphy fucking winning that match because he's a hometown guy. 
and they want that pop and they want to send the fans home really happy and really feeling good so I can see them going with that next for the Smackdown tag team title the bar Sheamus and Cesaro will be going against the New Day I got the New Day retaining in that one and then I got them losing two tune in to next episode and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that (laughs) so I won't speak too much on the tag team on the tag team title match other than I got the New Day winning but I do have a theory or what's in my head what they plan to do but next we have one of the greatest builds to a match and it's not even Wrestlemania I fuck with it you got Triple H with the WWE Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels in his corner versus The Undertaker with Kane in his I really don't want to see Triple H I don't want to see Triple H he been fucking lost to him two times already I don't want to see him lose but if this is his quote unquote farewell tour you don't want to see him lose either right the Undertaker, I mean. So, I have this match going down as a good match or great match. But I have it being a DQ. And then I have at the Saudi Arabia shit. And I don't want to say it like that. When is the, let me do some, let me get, get on, get on the horn. The Crown Jewel. The Crown Jewel event that they got going on. Going on, going on, going on, going on, going on. And that will be held. When is that? That's next month. That's November 2nd. Um, anyway, I got them fighting there too in a tag team match, and they're gonna build it there because this is in a month, so I don't see that not happening. Um, next in that match, like I said, I got coming down to a DQ. Next, you have John Cena and Bobby Lashley versus Elias and Kevin Owens. And then y'all fucking say more John Cena and Bobby Lashley. What the fuck do you think? Then you got the Bella Twins and Raw Women's Champion. Ronda Rousey going against the Riot Squad. The newly cleared Liv Morgan, might I add, in that match. I have the Bella Twins and Ronda Rousey winning, obviously. 
Um, and then in the main event, supposedly, you have the Shield going with Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns going against Braun Strowman and the Raw Tag Team Champions Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, the War Do- uh, the Dogs of War. Excuse me. I got. Oh, before I get into that, I'm not going to get into that. Oscar and Naomi versus Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. I got Oscar and Naomi. Now I'm going to get into it. Um, the Shield are going to win. Duh. But do I think Dean Ambrose is going to turn yet? No. I think he's going to be quicker. It's going to be around WrestleMania season. Which is quickly approaching, if you think about it. So I got that winner. So in review, I got Samoa Joe defeating AJ Styles to become the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I have Becky Lynch retaining her SmackDown Women's Championship. I have Buddy Murphy defeating the current WWE 205 Live Cruiserweight Champion Cedric Alexander and becoming the new champion. I have the New Day retaining their SmackDown Tag Team title against the bar. I didn't even talk about this match. Before I go, I got Daniel Bryan versus The Miz for the number one contenders match for a future WWE title shot. I have Daniel Bryan winning. They ain't going to keep on having him losing. Daniel Bryan lost to this man four times, three times since. He tired of losing, boss. He done lost with his wife. He done lost by himself. That's two matches. He going to win this match when it count. So Daniel Bryan is going to get a shot at Samoa Joe. All right. Coming down to a disqualification in the match with Triple H with Shawn Michaels in his corner and The Undertaker with Kane in his. I got John Cena and Bobby Lashley defeating Elias and Kevin Owens. I got the Bella Twins and the Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey defeating the Riot Squad. I got Asuka and Naomi defeating Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. And I have The Shield, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns defeating Braun Strowman and Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre the dogs of war so without further ado people I done gave you everything dog I done gave you everything I had I ain't got nothing else to give you gave you rumors gave you the motherfucking rim ass I gave you supercar WWE you can watch it Come from Melbourne, Australia, 65,000 plus strong. You can catch it on WWE Network at 5 o'clock this morning if you're that dedicated, or you can watch it later on. Without further ado, I must bid you adieu. And in famous words of our wrestling lord of savior, Kenny Omega, I must say, Goodbye. Mwah. And good night.